Welcome to Burn the Ship Podcast. This is where we introduce young entrepreneurs, uh, professionals to other entrepreneurs and professionals that can help people go all in on their business. Um, so today my guest is Eddie L. Johnson. I'm really excited to have met your acquaintance, my friend. Um, it's Likewise. really inspiring. Your energy is really good. Uh, so I appreciate you being here within us or with, with us in the studio this morning. Um, you know, to talk a little bit about more kind of what your journey has been and what your transformation has been. So I don't want to steal any of your thunder of your story, but um, today I really hope to learn that, uh, you know, one of the things I hope we kind of walk away with today and one thing that I've kind of learned from Eddie just as we've been talking this morning is that if you look on the bright side and you don't give yourself any excuses when mm -hmm. you have these, uh, you know, times of hardship that you can make beautiful things out of them. Absolutely. You know, and that, that's something that we've all learned and tried to experience over the last year. Um, so I think that this is uh, right on par, you know, with where a lot of people's mindsets are and something that they need to hear. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your story and then what you do. Fantastic. So um, again, Eddie L. Johnson is my name and just kind of a little bit about myself. You know, you said that, hey, uh, helping people to understand that there's a brighter side to adversity and the things that we face, especially as entrepreneurs. And there's a quote that I love more than anything. And it's a quote that says, sometimes good things fall apart so that better things can fall together. You know, I think we've all have faced those kind of situations. And for me, that's been like this recurring thing that actually has happened throughout my life. You know, I went to go work for this super amazing company um, after graduating from Florida State University, uh, go Seminoles um, um, and everything. So I worked with this great company, man. And I'll tell you, I was going from one position to the next position. And actually my very first major role, I was facing the biggest challenge in my life, but it didn't stop me. I still managed to kind of get through that. So as time went on, man, I gotten promoted to like that one role that everybody wants to get in. It was like a regional role, right? With this great company. And there was still plenty of opportunity there, but then things started to change. And this was in 2017. And um, when this change happened, it was a big challenge for me because I had to let some people know that they were gonna be losing their jobs. But here's the thing, two weeks after that, I get that phone call. Mm -hmm. So my director, he comes into town and um, I walk into this room and there's my director, there's my regional credit, uh, my regional uh, HR manager and they say, Eddie, today is going to be your last day. And I'm like, Bailey, I'm like, what do you mean, right? You know, I, I'm celebrating my 20-year anniversary this month. And in that moment, I was just like, man, this is unbelievable that this is happening to me. But this is reality. So I leave and, 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 and I do believe that things happen for a reason, right? So I leave this parking lot. And I'm driving home, headed home to tell my children that their father no longer has a job. And this song had come on the radio. And this song was a song by an artist by the name of Yolanda Adams. And she sings this song that says, this battle is not yours. And Bailey, I lost it. Totally. I had to pull over to the side of the road. And the reason I lost it is because when I had faced that biggest challenge, and I took that first big promotion. It was during the time that my three-year-old son, Kendall, was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor. And that song would come on every time I was having a rough moment. So 
when that song came on, me being a man of faith, I knew that everything was going to be okay. I just had to trust the process. I just had to trust in what I knew and what I believed in. So um, shortly after that, I had an opportunity to discover my purpose. And that was the greatest thing I could have ever done is make that investment into myself. Because from that, I started speaking to audiences, helping them to understand purpose, helping them to overcome adversity. And I started doing some consulting even, leveraging those 20 years of experience, you know. But more than anything else is what I what I realize is that in life, we're going to have those those challenges and those adversities. The question becomes, how do we make an adjustment? How do we shift so that we can overcome it and break through it? So that's a little bit about my story and kind of what has transpired in my life to kind of bring me to this point today. Now, my company is called E4 Inspiring Motivations, and we're a personal and professional development company. And what we do is we help individuals who are looking to find real success and looking to identify the best qualities of their authentic self so that they can show up and make a difference through purpose. And then that greater piece more than anything is how do we get through adversity? How do we break through? So that's a little bit about my story and and what we do. Um, So yeah. Sure. And we have a lot of appreciation for that in my organization as well, because my um, the owners of my company's background are heavy door to door sales, yeah. you know, as office supplies, sales, credit card processing sales really early on when everybody had paper statements. Um, so that that background and taking those expertise and melding them with our generation and and being focused on creating an atmosphere that people can succeed in. Yeah. You know, that that's what my company's been focused on is how do they how do they create this environment where people can be successful? You know, and, and it's been a great place to be because we when we find adversity, it isn't it usually isn't for one person. Mm-hmm. You know, it isn't a challenge only one of us individually is facing. It's something that we're all facing. Yes. You know, and it's some type of um you know, that adversity that you speak about, that that arbitration or those you know, development of skills or solving of a problem, you know, we, we get to face that together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been exciting to me. So how is it that you guys kind of go, how, how do you inspire that transition in other people? You know, once you've kind of had this enlightenment and you kind of roll into creating all of these digital resources and really putting together this system to help people in a professional and a personal role understand and overcome adversity, what is it that has to happen for those people to make those people want to make that leap? Yeah. So I would say the thing that needs to happen to help them make that leap is first and foremost, they have to believe that they can. They have to believe that whatever it is that they're facing, that they can overcome it. I don't care how big, how small that it can be done because here's the thing. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will. So having that belief, that belief system that you can overcome it, you can do it. You know, I use faith. That's my mechanism for being able to know that, hey, I can go to that next level. I can get through whatever it is that I'm facing. So I would say first and foremost, you got to believe that you can. And hey, if you're a believer, man, faith is that's golden. 
mm-hmm. you know, that that will take you farther than you can imagine. Sure. Sure. And so what are some of the tools and skill sets that people can develop to help them deal with adversity? You know, I think that's really yeah. important, not only on a personal level, but especially within your business is that you have to carry that weight for so many other people. Once you start to kind of develop an organization of employees and yeah. partners and all of those things is that, you know, one of the things that you take on when you take on partners and employees is some of their weight, you know, mm-hmm. some of their baggage, some of their adversity as well. How do you coach people on how to become, you know, better at dealing with adversity. Yeah. So I have four steps. All right. So that first step is you got to believe that you can or that faith aspect. Right. But Bailey, here's the other part. Every journey that we face, most of the time is going to be a shock to us, but our attitude is the first thing out of the blocks because It's our attitude that's going to set the tone for what we're dealing with. Our attitude can take us further than we can imagine, but it's what we believe, but it's also the attitude that we carry that's going to actually help us get through what we're facing. But not only that, Bailey, we got to be patient. And that can be very hard for an entrepreneur or someone with an organization with employees because you're trying to figure this thing out. Think about COVID and the pandemic that we've just gone through. Everybody was trying to adjust. Nobody knew how long this process was going to last. We're coming out of it now, but Bailey, it could have been another year that was coming out of it. But our attitude had to be right. And we had to be patient in the process, knowing that whatever that is that we've been facing, that we can overcome it. But not only that, attitude, patience, we have to be listening. And we have to be listening to that inner voice that's on the inside of us, that's giving us the directions that we need to move forward. Many times when we're facing adversity, the first thing we do is what? We pick up the phone and we call who? Parents. Parents, Mm -hmm. friends, Mm -hmm. people that we trust. Yeah, sure. But what I found is a lot of times if we just take the time to be quiet and be still, the answers that we're looking for is already within us. We just got to be willing to listen for it. So those are the those are the four things that I found to be very useful when we're facing adversity and we're trying to figure out how we're going to overcome it as entrepreneurs, as business owners. Sure. Tell me this. So, uh, something that I think is different within our businesses, and you can tell me whether I'm right or wrong in this, is I have to kind of create that need. Like once credit card processing is established within a business, mm-hmm. it's pretty established. As long as it works, most people don't really care to go have a review or try to shave some money here or there. Um, they just let it work. Yep. So we go in and we say, hey, If you let us take a look at it, we can probably save you this, this, and this. And we take a dive into it and we see what we can do. Mm -hmm. Are people coming to you requesting, hey, I need your services because I'm experiencing this and they're referencing your brand as kind of your ability to close that deal? Or are you meeting people, meeting professionals, meeting entrepreneurs and saying, 
hey, are you are you doing similar to what our sales process is kind of creating that need and identifying that within people before they kind of identify for themselves? Yeah, I think it's actually twofold. Um, first and foremost, yeah, people do because of the brand come to me and say, hey, Eddie, can you help us navigate through this process? And that's the part that I like because it's really at that point taking ex- personal experiences and being able to help a situation and an organization to move forward, right? So th- that's the first part. The second part is, is hey, because of what I do, I know and I believe in it. Yeah, I look for opportunities to help someone else. That's all part of my DNA because Again, as I talked about earlier, knowing your best qualities and authentic self. I know that I bring a quality to people. And because I know what quality that is, yeah, I go and I look for those opportunities to make a difference because I know that if I can make a difference and I can make an impact, it's going to help not only that organization, but it's going to help the people that's associated with that organization. Sure. Do you spend more time like... Um, what is the best way? What do you spend more time like teaching people how to fish, or do you spend more time fishing? You know, do you do you spend more time getting people through the adversity, or do you spend more time coaching people how to get themselves through the adversity? Coaching people how to get themselves through adversity, sure. and and I, and I say that because many times people don't know that they can get through it, mm-hmm. so they're looking for that practical way for how to get through it. So I spend more time looking to help them get through it. Sure. You know, every situation is different. Every setback is different. Every breakdown is different. But the principles still remain the same. How we do it still remains the same. It's the matter of how do we process it. Sure. Sure. It's our reaction to that. that. It's not, you know, it's not a, what's the saying? It's not the actual situation is just how do you, how you react to it. Yeah. You know, that, that, um, that's interesting to me, you know, because the mindset of an entrepreneur and a business person is different than a lot of, than, than what, you know, probably your standard feelings are for people that, that aren't in that role of responsibility. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like you, you're kind of pushed into this world that, you want to deflect responsibility for as long as possible. You know, like the, our generation truly, um, you know, my, my, our, our generation, mm-hmm. all of our generation, we are like the first generation that is dead set on suspending the amount of time that we have children while also continuously reducing the amount of time it takes for the average one of us to have children. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like that arbitration in itself is something that that I've dealt with with some of my friends and myself is like that can feel like the most unclimbable hill. Yeah. You know, that that can feel like one of those things that you can never do right. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm I'm curious to see like, what are some of the things that you kind of had to learn early on is like, hey, here here are some of the variables. Here's where I'm going to have to know how to kind of roll with the punches. What what are some of the differences in people? What are, what are some of the situations that you've run into that are just peculiar? Yeah. So, <clears throat> as you say, you know, your generation more so um, prolonging the process of having children. And the question becomes, why is that? Why is that? And I think what it is is that we all look for success differently. For sure. Yeah. 
we all look for success differently. But the reason we look for it the way that we do is because there's a model that we've been given. And that model is, hey, go to college, get a good job, work hard, buy a house, have a family, and you're going to find success, right? Mm -hmm. So we follow this model. We start doing everything that everybody say we should do. And we conform to that. And then one day we wake up and we say, man, this is, something is not right here. Something is missing. And what's missing is we're not showing up as our authentic self. We're not showing up in our best qualities. So I think the biggest part is, is being able to identify what you bring to the table. Sure. That makes that difference. Sure. What other, um, what other like leadership roles do you have in your life that are kind of good practice for this other than like within your family and your business? Yeah. So other, uh, leadership roles that, that have been successful for me up until the time that I had this transition in career, I did everything everybody said do. I thought I was the best at, um, negotiating. You know, I was a regional credit manager, you know, right. and I would negotiate situations with, with customers. But what I found later on is once I figured out my best qualities that I bring to the table, I know that I bring a level of positivity that nobody else brings. Sure. I know that if I walk into the room, I'm going to bring a situation, a conversation to a point as to where somebody's going to walk away and they're going to feel inspired. Sure. Right. So for me personally, it's been being able to identify what do I bring to the table that's unique to me that's going to help others in the time and the need that they have and meet them where they you are. You should vet all the guests for our podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's amazing, man, how, how, how we just conform to life, man, mm -hmm. just the way that everybody, everybody sees us in a certain way. For sure. And we fall into that box. And that falling into that box, we think it's full, but it's empty. For sure. Because what's inside of us is different. And we got to know what that is. And Bailey, I'm going to tell you, when we know what that is, and we take all these nice things and package them together that make up the best of who we are, man, we show up different. Mm -hmm. But not only that, we can realize really what our purpose is right? from the very beginning. right? And that's the part that I think that we miss so much is understanding what our purpose is and how we can make a difference sure. in those that surround us. So I, I'm curious, what would you do, like what would you be doing with, with your time post-2017 if you hadn't really jumped in on your own business. Like what, what, where else could you see yourself kind of fitting in and bringing the most value in your life if you weren't doing your own thing? Cause I'm curious. Cause you, you, you seem like, um, like you would get into the nonprofit sector or, or you have some of that motivation or that drive to really make a difference within a, a, a certain body or influence of people that is near and dear to you. You, you seem like, not only do I say that because it seems like something that's kind of in line with your values, but 
I think you'd be really, really good at it. Mm-hmm. So what what are what does that look like for you? What what does the next ventures for you look like? Yeah, the next ventures for me is as long as there's an opportunity for me to encourage, inspire, and motivate other people, whether it's in a private sector, uh, public sector, nonprofit, as long as I'm able to do that, that's where I see me going. And the reason being, because guess what? That's what makes up my purpose. Part of it is being able to do those things. If I'm not doing those things, guess what? I'm not gonna be happy inside. And if I'm not happy inside, guess what? I'm not going to be able to give my very best to whoever it is that I'm working with. So being in a position as to where I can do those things, I can encourage them, I can inspire them, I can motivate them, I can help them to believe, I can help them break through the adversity that they're facing, and I can, from that point, help them move to the next level. Mm -hmm. That's where I see myself. Right. Are you a big sports guy? I am, but, um, and I say I am because uh, sports was really the, the catalyst that kind of really helped me to realize where I'm at today. In what I'm way? Here. And so, in what way? So, ironically, back when I was in my younger days, we called it junior high school then. <laughs> it's called middle school now, right? But back then, I was this, this, this kid that had a lot of dreams and aspirations. There was a lot of talk. Hey, this kid could be a great prospect coming out of high school when it's time. You know, I was a quarterback of the football team, most outstanding offensive player, started a basketball team. Matter of fact, I broke a school record in the eighth grade, scored 41 out of 45 points (laughs) and won the game (laughs) 45-43, right? So, I got this great future ahead of me. So my ninth grade year, toward the end of the basketball season, I had a major injury. An injury that basically I felt like it took all my dreams and my aspirations away. That injury was an injury, believe it or not, that had to actually happen in my life because it put me in a position to face adversity. And the adversity that I faced was I had to overcome an unbelievable obstacle doing track and field in order to win athlete of the year. Now, that was a big deal for me to win that because I was told that I had to overcome such a big thing at a time that I knew I couldn't. I actually went to my mother and I said, hey, I can't do this. And that was a defining moment because my mother said, hey, do you know what faith is? If you have faith and you believe that you can, guess what? You can do it. So I took that that opportunity and that moment and that conversation in the the nuggets that she gave me. And I said, I'm going to put this to you. So I'm going to try it. Right. And the following week I go out and before I know it, man, I did the high jump. Right. I couldn't jump higher than 5'3", five, 5'4", five, during the season. Couldn't win a track meet. Before I knew it, Bailey, I had just cleared six feet. <laughs> the record, district record, was 6'2". Right. And I'm not attempting that. So I say that all that to say sports was the catalyst 
that really brought me to this point because as I started looking back over my life and all the challenges that I faced in my past, I ended up where it started was in the ninth grade. That's right. when I started to believe. That's when I started to have the faith that I needed and I would need to get through everything else in my life. I had a similar experience. I, wow. um, yeah, I was a basketball player in high school and I was really good and I was more athletic than most of the people around me. Yeah. And I got some scholarships and they didn't end up being to the schools that I wanted to go to. It's a couple in Massachusetts. I had, um, a offer to go play ball in England, you know, like, uh, stuff that I didn't want to go do. Mm -hmm. So I got me and like all of my core group of friends got accepted to UGA. So I went to UGA and, uh, in the gym, like really early in this in the year, I met the girls' coach, who is Joni Taylor and Darius Taylor, and then Tiffany Clark and a couple of other people up there in the just the regular student Jim Ramsey gym, playing pickup ball, and they had put their little team together and they were playing. And I like the first play of the game. Darius is like this big six eight. You know, he coaches the dream now. Like he's a he's a beast. And so, like, first play of the game, he gets a rebound, gets a put-back dunk, and I'm, like, like uh, very competitive mm -hmm. at this point in my life. So I pour it on, and I'm good at this point. Like, I, I pour it on. I light them up for games on games on games. And so Tiffany comes up to me, asks her. She she played at Vanderbilt, and she was actually their player development coach. Okay. Um, so um, physically I wasn't college basketball ready, but skills wise, I was there. I could shoot, mm -hmm. I could dribble, I could create, I could do, I could, I'd played so much basketball that I could play the game. And I went there and I started playing with the girls. And then shortly after I started playing with the boys, um, on the practice team. And so I was in incredible shape, had meal plan and college, eat whatever you want. You know, it was a, it was a lot of fun. And then I had major injury. Mm -hmm. I had, um, I injured my foot and then I kind of kept pushing through it, just deal with it, whatever. And then I had a nasty fall where I landed on someone's foot on that same foot and fractured my foot, um, ACL, MCL, PCL, mm. LCL issues. So inflammation and a couple of tears. And it really took me, I mean, it took me months. I, I kind of had to learn to walk again, really, because the way my gait was so edited, yeah. you know, I walked backwards on the treadmill a lot. Um, but what that, what that caused in my life was that I had convinced myself that I was doing so many good things mm -hmm. like making traction in basketball. My grades were good. Um, but then this lack of mobility forced me to kind of look at the things that I was doing in my personal life on a day to day basis. Mm -hmm. Cause that's all the time that you have. You don't have all the time that you're pouring in the gym. Yeah. You know? And I poured all this time into my personal life and my personal life wasn't fulfilling at all the mm. people i was around weren't fulfilling at all the plans that i had for the future weren't fulfilling at all so i took this reality check that i have was you know that experience was like man you you need to uh it's like you're doing sales math you know what i mean you're convincing yourself that a whole lot more is going on for you up here than than what you actually have going on and now that the one thing that you always point to to say here's what i'm really good at is mm -hmm. gone you know, what, what are, what do you have? Where is your value? Yeah. You know, that, that was my first feeling of adversity. Mm -hmm. So 
came home, reallocated my time, did some different things and found some different purpose, you know, truly found some different purpose. I found, um, some different things to pour my time into that were a lot more fulfilling and mm-hmm. giving back to other people that, um, it was where I wanted to be, you know? So that, that was my first experience with real adversity was something similar. That, that's, yeah. that's truly why I ask is because, wow. uh, sports creates those things for you. If you play long enough, it does, but also too, and you said it through adversity, Believe it or not, we can find purpose. For sure. Many times our purpose is literally right there in the adversity. If we take the time to do some true self-reflection, we'll start finding that what we dealt with, in my case, what I dealt with 17 years prior to the biggest challenge of my life, when my three-year-old son was diagnosed with that inoperable brain tumor, I was relying on faith for that. I, there was nothing I could do. They made it clear. And I said, I have nothing to rely on but my faith. And because people start to ask me the question, hey, where'd you get faith the way that you do? I don't think I could have done that. After hearing it over and over, Bailey, I started wondering myself, man, where did I get faith to trust God with something so big? Right. And going back over what I call mountains of my past, those challenges of my mm-hmm. past, that's when I ended up in that ninth grade experience. But what was so cool was I realized that what happened 17 years prior, it needed to happen. For sure. To prepare me for what was going to come that I had no idea about. Yep. And I think that if we really take the time to look and, and take some true self-reflection just like you did during the midst of that adversity, we find out so many great things about ourselves. Oh, yeah. And that's really, that's what life is all about. For sure. It's finding out, hey, what am I real? What's my why? Why am I really here? And it's through adversity many times that we can find that. Right. I completely agree. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Well, this has been an absolute, uh, this has been an incredible lesson on adversity. You know, I think there's a lot of takeaways and a lot of nuggets in this podcast, particularly that people are going to, um, people are going to relate to because yeah. I think everyone has that experience. Yeah. Everybody's going to run into that experience at some point that they're going to say, this isn't what I thought I'm going to be, you yeah. know, and, and you're going to question a lot of the stuff that you've done. You're going to question a lot of your purpose. You're going to question a lot of your time. You're going to question a lot of your effort. You're going to question the people around you, mm-hmm. you know, and there are, uh, there are real people out there in the world that have dealt with stuff like, like one of my biggest resources during that time of adversity was one of my really good friends was an Olympian actually. And, um, had went through the same thing. Wow. Uh, neck injury, um, Mm. pulled him out. So he won the Olympic trials, um, by a lot, a wrestler. And, um, he, I mean, he was the, he was, he was the best in the world. He he really was. He was the best in the world wow. at what he did. He was the best in the world, wow. and he never got to wrestle in the Olympics because of neck injury, mm. you know. And it held him out, and and he was one of those people that really pointed me toward uh, a lot of stuff that helped me reflect on uh, on good things, yeah, you know, on and just keep my mindset positive. So uh, I want you to tell people how they can reach you if they want to have a more you know a deeper conversation with you before we get out of here for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So the best way to reach me is uh, my website. Um, you can go to my website, eddielljohnson.com is the website. Um, and also I'm on social media. Um, basically all my social media uh, links is the same as Eddie L Johnson E4 
Eddie L. Johnson E4. You can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, uh, via that way. Those are the best ways to, to, to reach me there. Sure. And then tell us for um, the people in the audience that are those aspiring entrepreneurs. You know, they're thinking about burning the ship. Yeah. What was it like in 2017 to burn that ship, to go all in on your business and say, and say hey, here's where I'm allotting my time, my energy, my effort. I'm going to figure this out. Mm-hmm. You know, what about, you know, what, what advice would you give to those people? What, what piece of reflection would you give for those people that are looking to make that decision? Well, what I'll say is uh, many of us face fear. And we think fear is a bad thing. But I do believe that fear can be a good thing. Sure. Because through fear, it pushes us. And I know for myself, there was a lot of, there was a bit of, a little bit of fear there. Even though I knew that everything was going to be okay, I had that confirmation inside. There was still, because I'm human, that bit of fear. My biggest thing and what I would say is, is that if that fear is there, that's a good thing. Because that means that you're on to something. If we could just automatically just do it, Easy breezy, guess what? We might find ourselves in some trouble. We might find ourselves in some trouble. And the reason being is because we get very comfortable. Right. We get very comfortable. But when fear is there and we're really putting in our very best and we get through or we find ourselves in a better position, we realize that, hey, I didn't do this by myself. Right. And we have that sense of humility, which is very key as well. So- I would say that fear that that entrepreneur may have or that leader may have right now, don't look at it as a bad bad thing. At that point, just go deeper within yourself and realize that whatever it is that you're facing, that you're dealing with, that you can deal with it, you can overcome it no matter what. Right. I completely agree. Yeah. Completely agree. Well, I hope that you and I can be some resources for some people that are looking to face that, you know, that adversity and fear. Um, anything that I can do to be a resource to you guys and your organization, uh, my whole organization is at you guys' disposal. I think you're doing a lot of good work. So, yeah, um, we're here for you. You know, that's all I got. And Kate, unless you got anything else you want to say to the audience. So, yeah. So um, one thing I would like to uh, mention is that I actually created an online course for how to overcome adversity with faith and all the content that I use to create this 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 course is comes from my comes from my book, Passing the Test of Faith. This book that I wrote back in 2017, published it in 2018. This is a book, I think, you know, we talked about this. I was instructed to write this book and I thought I couldn't do it. For eight years I ran from the situation, but I was put in the position where I, I had to do it. So what I've done is I created this this online course to help people to walk through those four steps that I talked about in the very beginning. So for the audience or for anyone that's listening, if you would like an opportunity to take a free lesson, just to kind of get a feel for what it's like, you can go to www.thebreakthroughplan.com. That's www.thebreakthroughplan.com. You get opportunity to take a free lesson, one free lesson, and you can also have an opportunity to purchase the book if you want. Sure. Well, it is giving you guys a lot. You know, my friend, I appreciate you. I hey, you I appreciate you on. having me on. And yes, sir. anything I could do to help, you know, others to, to get to that next level, for sure. I'm here. We'll figure it out. Absolutely. Eddie L. Johnson, my friends. Thank you.